Hi there folks, this is WP Tonic, show 108, and we've got a fantastic guest on the show folks. We've got somebody that really runs a very successful business, and we thought you, the audience, would find it really interesting to learn what he has learned with his road to success. Um, it's Matt Miller from the School of Spirit Ending. How how you doing, Matt? I am doing awesome, Jonathan. How are you guys doing? Oh, we're doing great. Like to introduce yourself as well, Matt, and give some uh, background, like five seconds, ten seconds. Yeah, so uh, I live in Central Texas, formerly an Air Force pilot and a uh, advertising executive. Both those uh, t- encompassing about twenty years of my career. Uh, running School Spirit Vending is actually the third reinvention of myself, I guess. And uh, um, thankfully, business has has gone extremely well to where I've been, you know, an entrepreneur for about five and a half years exclusively, and kind of doing my own thing. Sounds great. Like to introduce yourself, John, to the audience. Sure thing. My name is John Locke. I run a small WordPress consultancy in Sacramento called Lockdown Design. That's great. So, uh, Matt, we go into the first question. You know, so you started this business, and it, it's basically um, the core of it is vending. And vending's got a little bit of a reputation, but you seem very legitimate, fantastic business, and also you've cracked vending to a certain degree. What led to your this business and your road to entrepreneurship, then, Matt? You know, Jonathan, I was in the corporate space, and the rules were always changing. They were never in my favor, and I decided I needed to do something on my own that I could actually have more control over, and I had read Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki, had also read Tim Tim Ferriss' four-hour work week, so I kind of had in the back of my mind this thought process of of more passive income and, and no longer having time and money directly related to one another. And after messing around with a number of different ventures that that were typically pretty successful, I finally stumbled upon, believe it or not, gumball machines to start with. A good friend of mine from church mentioned that he and his young daughters had a couple of gumball machines, and they were doing business together, and he was teaching them um, you know, uh, about making money and, and that type of thing. And I remember that conversation was flat broke at the time. This was about 12 years ago. And so thought, hey, what the heck, maybe this whole gumball thing could work for me too. And I slowly but surely cash flowed a business together over a, a period of a number of years. And then um, around 07 and 08 hit, the business had been doing very, very successful, but the economy tanked. And I was looking for other things to do because, you know, there weren't as many people frequenting the locations where I had vending equipment and had a couple of young kids come knocking on my door selling me stuff for local fundraisers for their schools. And that's where the whole, whole idea of custom stickers and, and sticker machines in schools came from with School Spirit Vending. Yes. So can you just give a quick little bit of background on what it what you precisely offer to people? Because I'm sure the audience would be really interesting to hear. Yeah, we offer hassle-free fundraising for schools. We custom design mascot stickers for the school. And then we place sticker machines within the school. The machine ends up being an ongoing fundraiser all year round for the for the school. And it ends up being a, a franchise opportunity um, for the families that we work with when, within our business uh, franchise team. 
It's just a fantastic idea, isn't it? It's a win-win for everybody, isn't it, Matt? Yes. I just love it. And I love your entrepreneurship story. You know, it's one of the great parts of America. And it's got tougher, but it's still there. And that's what I love about this country, Matt. Um, so, obviously, you're not a WordPress developer, but, we're, you know, you're <coughs> extensively ex- ex- have extensive experience in business and i just thought it was a fantastic story matt but you do use wordpress for your website and that so um how important is the website um for your business and your online marketing and your marketing in general well wordpress has been huge i'm not a programmer i'm not really a developer but i've got a guy that i've worked with for years that does all that work for me and there are constantly upgrades, changes, um, modifications uh, that we're making to the variety of websites that we host. Um, you know, they're the foundation for everything that we do. And the thing I love about WordPress and the basic understanding I have of it is the versatility that it has, the opportunity for plug-in upon plug-in upon plug-in to, to work and to add to um to the mix of what we do and so what's been cool for me is we started out with something very very basic and over time we've put together a a pretty complex organism (laughs) that being the website for our team and and then of course the ones that we use externally and um, they're foundational for everything that we do that sounds great got a question to ask matt john yeah, sure thing. Uh, this one is uh, more like an entrepreneurial question. But when you were making the shift, when the economy downturned, and you were making the shift from gumball machines into uh, school spirit vending with the stickers and stuff like that, what kind of adjustments did you need to make in the business to, to make that shift work? Well, it went from having a business where everything was basically purchased, you know, at a store from gumballs from Sam's Club to to equipment gotten online to to all of a sudden I had to find a new supplier for equipment that fit our needs. But then we also had to start producing the majority of the product for the machines ourselves. So it became much more complex. I realized real quickly that graphic design was going to be instrumental in our business. And so my son, who's almost 20 now, was 10 at the time, and he actually traded a couple hours worth of work in a good friend's yard who was a trained designer for a couple hours of training on uh, Photoshop and Illustrator. I bought an iMac, I bought the Adobe Suite, and my 10-year-old son, Zane, became our first designer. And... Uh, he now has been in design for 10 years. He does design for companies all over the place, has ventured into app design and web design as well. In fact, he helps out with a lot of the WordPress uh, stuff on our sites also. But anyway, um, lots that we had to learn and lots of new processes we had to put together because we created something that had never been created before. It's an amazing story, really, John, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it is. yeah, it's a great story. Um, so... Mm. Why have you, what mistakes have you um, you know what mistakes have you made with your online marketing matter you know what some of the things haven't worked so well you know paid for click Facebook marketing maybe you can give some things that you tried and some of the lessons you've learned about your online marketing journey 
Jonathan, I think the biggest mistake that I've made over the years is that I didn't do any of it. Just because, to be honest, it, it was so complex to me, and vending was simple. You get a machine, you get some product, you put it out there, it makes money. But a lot of this online stuff from SEO to pay to, to click to, to all that stuff was kind of voodoo to me in a lot of ways. And so I ignored it, to be honest. And it was just a couple of years ago I started attending Social Media Marketing World out in San Diego. Right. And then I got involved with podcast movement as well. And in both cases, I learned how to maximize and to begin to utilize those online tools to continue to grow our business. Um, one of the biggest things that we've done is, is the podcast. I became a podcaster myself about a year ago. I took Cliff Ravenscraft's podcasting A to Z course, mm -hmm. taught myself uh, it, within a month, and I actually host three different podcasts myself today. Two of them are actually internal podcasts that are private and only for our franchise team in helping grow and build our franchise community internally. And then one of them is called School Zone Podcast. Um, School Spirit Vending is the, is the sole sponsor of that podcast. But we go out and we interview uh, companies in the school fundraising and resource space that are innovating and doing really neat things for the schools uh, around the country and give a much deeper dive and look into those companies than the typical dive schools get on a trade show floor for five minutes at a PTA event or a principal's event. So <clears throat> that's the primary focus we've had. I've started doing some Facebook ads. And, of course, Facebook, uh, doing video on Facebook uh, is one of the most inexpensive ways to market today, in my opinion. And we're still kind of learning the ropes there, and, and, and there's a lot of tweaking that we do from ad to ad, but really starting to see some traction there as well. So what do you see as some of the biggest challenges for your business and for your franchisees then, Matt? You know, I think the biggest challenge is keeping up with it all. You know, there's, as you guys know, every week there's a new tool, right? Yeah. Um, in fact, to give you a great example, just yesterday I was reading an article on, on Pokemon Go mm -hmm. and how businesses need to have their location set up as such and such. I don't remember what it's called because I haven't played the game. But anyway, you know, now businesses are being encouraged to spend money to promote having Pokemons at their location so that people will come in and it's driving traffic to their business. Well, it's a game. But today, with the gamification of our society in a lot of ways, I mean, it makes total sense. And uh, all I'm hearing about is this game everywhere I go and, and people utilizing it and um, to get exercise and to have fun and, and to develop community. So um, it's tough to keep track of because every day there's something different. And I've just found for me, I need to focus on a couple of key areas and get really good at them. And a lot of the other stuff is just a distraction because you can, you, you can either be a mile wide and an inch deep, or you can be an inch wide and a mile deep. And I prefer to be the latter. Funny enough, we, Funny were, enough. we were discussing this before we started the live recording, Matt. Um, uh, with the importance of copywriting and the copy on your website. What has been your experience of that and your road about producing really interesting materials and copy? 
You know, we haven't used a whole lot of of copywriting, Jonathan, with what we do. Most of what we've done has been with video or or with audio up to this point. Um, I'd like to begin to use more of it. T to be honest, and this is going to sound completely ridiculous, I'm sure, to their audience, but but for a long time, in fact, the first seven years or so, we didn't want people to find our website mm. except for people that um, we were talking to about what we did, which was the educators and administrators and, and volunteers in the schools that we were. So we really didn't have a, a wide-ranging audience so it was better not to do that promotion. We, we've changed that, and, and that's another reason why we're a little bit behind with some of this is just because for years it was just kind of a word-of-mouth kind of thing, and, and that was done intentionally. Right. I totally understand, actually, Matt. So um, a uh, final question before we go to our break. Um, fra the franchisees, what is, your, what is your ideal franchisee? Who are you looking for to come on board and be part of the family? You know, looking for somebody that's already successful in what they do, but maybe not completely satisfied. Somebody who would like to develop an outside income on top of their career that could potentially, uh, over time, become a full-time income, uh, depending on their work ethic and what they want to accomplish. You know, somebody who's good at, good at working with people, and potentially somebody who would like to develop a business in a family environment, we encourage family involvement all along the way, just like my son was involved at a very early age. And so a lot of families are attracted to what we do because of that fact. Oh, that's a great answer. I think we'll go to our first break, folks. We'll be back and we'll be discussing more about this fascinating story and how it relates to WordPress, i.e. helping you build a business. We'll be back in a minute. Buying or selling a home in the greater Reno-Tahoe area? I know the best CRS real estate broker, and that's Karen Conrad. And you can find her at karenconrad.com or call directly at 775-527-7021. We're coming back. We've had a, a great discussion with Matt Miller, um, president of the School Spirit Vending Company. Um, it's a great story, a great American story, I feel. So I'm going to pass over to my co-host, John, and he's got some questions. Go on, John, off you go. <laughs> sure thing. Uh, so, Matt, one of the books that you mentioned, like, reading early on is, like, uh, uh, a pivotal business book for you was Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. And that's a book that I actually read as well when I was making the transition uh, when I was first even thinking about making the transition from working from somebody else to working for myself uh, what are the lessons that you got from that book uh, that other entrepreneurs could uh, take away from that you know John the biggest thing I would say is just the fact that you don't have to trade time for money you know you can truly make money while you sleep now it's rare air it doesn't happen for everybody. It takes work. It takes a lot of work, whether you know you put together some sort of tool or course or something online, whether it be you write a book, whether it be you know you're a musician and put out an album, or whether it be you have a vending company like me. They're all essentially forms of passive income, but they all take a large amount of effort. You know, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. But 
my thought process was I could take a couple of years to put forth that extra effort so that I could benefit for the rest of my life versus working for somebody else for 40 years and being completely at their whim and and uh, and at all the changes you know within the corporate structure that I worked so I worked hard you know I worked in the advertising space I delivered pizzas for Pizza Hut for about a year and a half along with putting this together and, and working full-time because I needed some more seed capital for my business so that I could reinvest it in more equipment and more locations thankfully though I did that with a purpose and it was a, a short period of time that I had to be out of balance to put that together today I've got machines that are little, literally producing income all over the state of Texas and Oklahoma which is where I have my own locations and then of course our team has locations all across the country um, you know we don't have to be there every day the machine does all the work so that the franchisee has the ability to do whatever else they want to do with their life during those hours uh, of, the, of most schools day, school days if that makes sense yeah it totally makes sense um, and I really like what you said about sometimes you have to put in that extra effort at the beginning to achieve your long-term goal and success you know doesn't always come immediately but but if you have uh, an end goal in mind that motivates you to keep working uh, at that long-term goal um, and so I want to ask you too about some of your success or leadership principles that you listed here you listed a few uh, focus and discipline and certainly you exhibited those persistence relationships and hard works uh, could you expand on on some of those and you know how that applied to your situation and maybe how it applies to some of the families that work for you as franchise or as franchisees or uh, you know other entrepreneurs uh, you know John I've always kind of followed the whole idea of inch by inch everything's a cinch yard by yard it's hard or how do you eat an elephant? Well, one bite at a time. And so I think the one thing that has really propelled me forward more than anything and, and can serve any entrepreneur or anybody in any form of work is you got to break things up into smaller pieces. You got to ex get excited about and committed to daily victories. And over time, those daily victories amount to a ton. You know, that first gumball machine maybe produced 15 or $20 a month in revenue at the very beginning. 15 or $20 in revenue, I mean, that, that didn't even pay for a full tank of gas in my car at the time, but it was a start. Two machines produced 30 to $40 in revenue, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And because of our society today and instant gratification with just about everything that we do we kinda have this microwave mentality that if it doesn't happen overnight it's not worthwhile or that there's too much effort involved and, and, and that couldn't be further from the truth there's no such thing as get rich quick it doesn't exist you know Malcolm Gladwell in his book uh, Outliers talks about taking 10,000 hours to be great at anything well, you don't have to take 10,000 hours to be great at running a vending business like I do, but you have to be willing to pay the price. And some of us, that price might be time. Some of us, that price might be 
you know, money. You know, some of it might be health challenges, but we've all got to be willing to work through whatever that price is for ourselves and our lives to ultimately succeed. And I think too many people get distracted or or allow themselves to, to be taken out of the equation along the way just because they don't have a long enough term vision and a long enough willingness to, to change. You know, I'm trying to lose weight right now. I've realized in the last several months of working with a virtual trainer online that, you know, it's going to take me probably a year to two years before I lose the weight that I really want to lose. So instead of trying to figure out some fad diet or something to lose 20 pounds next week, knowing that within two months I'll have put back on 30, I'm getting busy changing the way I live and then being patient along the way, and the pounds are slowly coming off. I'm getting more and more fit every day, and I'm getting healthier every day as well. But it's not going to happen overnight with the weight, and it's not going to happen overnight with anything that we do. So, yeah, and I like how you say that too, is that you're saying that you have to have a realistic expectation of how long any goal is going to take and keep your eyes on the prize and just be persistent and celebrate those small victories and not get impatient. Oof for, you know, the big prize at the end because it often is incremental progress. No doubt. No doubt. It sounds great stuff, actually. Um, I was thinking about what, what we were saying earlier, uh, Matt. Um, are there any, uh, reflecting back on your journey, um, have there been some fundamental mistakes that you've made that you could share with the audience that would help them maybe not make s similar mistakes? I think one of the biggest things, Jonathan, is the fact that I set my goals too low, if that makes sense. It does. When I was working full-time, my goal was to stop working for somebody else and to own a house in the country with a few acres. Well, five years ago, five and a half years ago, I accomplished that. And to be honest, for a period of time there, I was bored out of my mind, and I had no purpose. I had no direction. You know, I, I took naps in the afternoon and You and did you died. did, Matt. You didn't start napping, did you? <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> but the challenge with that was I, I was rudderless for a period of time and, and to be honest, it was one of the worst times in my life just because I had no focus, I had no direction. And what it took for me was I hired a business coach, a guy by the name of Aaron Walker. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Dave Ramsey. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, Aaron was Dave's, one of his very first advertising clients on the radio 20 years ago. Um, the guy's a multimillionaire, bought and sold eight businesses over the last 35 years in business, just has a wealth of knowledge and wisdom, and has been there, done that. And I hired him, and I'll never forget a conversation we had about 18 months ago. He said, you know what, Matt? You need to get off your butt and do something because there's a ton of schools out there that you're not in, and the only reason why you're not is they don't know who you are. And that short conversation changed everything for me because he saw what I was doing and saw that kind of day-to-day -day without purpose and was able to help me get refocused, recage 
and refocus my efforts. And you know, we're on track to grow over a hundred percent in the size of our team in this calendar year alone um, because of the things that we're doing and the and the processes that we put in place and the focused attention and effort that we put into that part of what we do. So you know, it's fantastic to hear. You know, you're driving the business forward when we need more people like you, Matt. Really, if we're going to build this country up again. Um, but what are some of those processes, some of those things you are putting into place that are helping with this charge, really? A lot of it revolves around systems. You know, you got to put systems in place to enable you over time to have others take on some of that responsibility as you grow and need help. I was a solopreneur until about a year ago. I did everything. And I finally realized, once again with Aaron's help, that the only way I was going to continue to grow was if I hired some people. Thankfully, we had put some systems in place to help us do a lot of the things that we do to where I don't do those things anymore. I've got others that do them, actually do them more effectively in most cases, and it allows me to spend more time focusing on what I'm really good at. Um, I don't know if you guys have read Michael Gerber's book, um, The E-Myth Revisited. But he talks about three different types of people, the technician, the manager, and the true entrepreneur. I was a technician for years. I was in the middle of doing the day-to-day vending. Um, And then I was a manager for a little while, just kind of managing people within our team. Well, to be a true entrepreneur, those two roles are taken on by others so that you can focus on the vision, the growth, and the bigger picture and because of the systems in place, have more time to do whatever the heck one wants. And so that's where we've spent a lot of time in the last year and a half putting those processes, et cetera, together so that others can step into those roles and do them effectively. Uh, just, a, just a tool I'll throw your guys' way that I don't know if you guys are aware of it or not. I was not until about a month ago, but it has completely and totally changed a lot of this for us because I was a spreadsheet guy for years, did most of it on Google Drive so that you know we could share with others. Well, Google, um, at some point in time in the last couple of years, acquired a company called Streak. And now they have a, pr- a platform called Google Streak. It's a CRM platform, but you can use it for just about anything. And we've begun to implement streak within um, a variety of different areas in our business from tracking contact with schools to tracking processes with new new franchisees and making sure all the different paperwork and steps and all that are are being taken care of by the people whose job it is to do those things. Um, It's a really, really, really cool tool. It's very inexpensive. In fact, there's a free version that probably most people uh, could utilize without any problem at all. But it ties with Gmail. It it ties with your Google uh, Calendar. It ties with Google Drive. And it brings all those things together in in a way that makes all of them, in my opinion, ten times more powerful working together than each of them individually. Oh, we'll make sure that's in the show notes, Matt. Thanks for that tip, Google Street. Um, I haven't actually, but I'm going to go find out about it. Yeah, go to, uh, to streak.com. Yeah, right. I want to meet you. Thank you so much for that. 
it's been a pleasure talking to you, Matt. Um, how? What's the best way for people to get hold of you if either they're interested in the product or becoming a franchisee? Um, the best way to reach me is a couple ways. First off, folks can go to um, just email me at matt at ssvbusiness.com. Otherwise, they can. Um, I wrote a short ebook called Live Your Dreams The Top 10 Reasons Why You Should Own a Vending Business. It kind of shares some insights of, of the years that I've been in vending, some things that most professionals have never even thought of. Because to be honest, I never looked at vending as a real business until I really sat down and took a look at what was happening. But um, they can go to ssvbusiness.com forward slash WP tonic and download that for free at a, at a landing page specifically for your guys' audience. Um, that'll begin a dialogue if folks want to talk some more. Otherwise, if they'd, if they'd like just to read the ebook and 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 maybe get some more insights, they, you know, that's fine too. That sounds great. How can people get hold of you, John? You can find me at my website, which is LockdownDesign.com, and you can also follow me on Twitter, Lockdown underscore. That's great. And if you want to get a hold of me, folks, just email me at jonathan at wp-tonic.com. I answer all my email personally. Or go on Twitter at Jonathan Denwood. Um, please um, f- subscribe to our iTunes channel. It really helps. And if you're very gracious, leave us a review. That really helps it t- as well. I'd like to mention our live show, which we also record on Saturdays. Um, we start at 10 a.m. We have a great panel of WordPress experts. And then in the second half of the show, in the second hour, we do reviews of websites. And if anybody joins us on Blab and they want some advice about their website, we're there to help you and like I say that starts at 10am Pacific Standard Time I think it's been a great show with a great entrepreneur I thought this would be interesting and it has turned that way out thank you Matt thank you John and um, join us again for another WP Tonic show bye folks say goodbye Goodbye. bye Bye, guys God bless see ya